Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Wednesday. Hope you're all doing well. We didn't have a game Monday, but I probably told you that yesterday, so... <laughs> My bad. I ain't got no gaming this week. I might make something up for the grandkids. I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, I'm going to talk about probably something I've talked about in ad infinitum, but I'm going to talk about it anyway because there's always new people listening to the show. Or at least I can hope. But I, I just happened to see something on a Facebook group by a Kaylin Luttrell. Now, she says she's been, I'm going to sort of paraphrase, I'm just going to sort of tell you what she said, Uh, paraphrase. She said she's been gaming for about 11 years, and she DM'd about four or five times, but her games always fall apart. She works on them, she has a nice little world set up usually, or something like that, but after about four or five sessions, you know, the game group goes away. Things happen. She says, how can I get a campaign going that's going to last longer than that? Well, that's the eternal question for us gamers, unfortunately. And there's things that we all know contribute to this. Scheduling is one. And that's a real problem when you're an adult and you have a job and a family and things like that. The job, well, you know, you just got to schedule it around things. And as far as family goes, probably the best way to deal with that is say get the get the family involved in gaming and if they don't not interested well you're just going to have to again schedule what you do also there's just people who just aren't in it for the gaming i've seen players who just come there for the social aspect just hanging around the friends don't really pay it i mean they pay enough attention to the game but they'd rather talk or something like that. Sometimes I wonder why they're even in the group, but everybody seems to like them. So, you know, you kind of tolerate them, but they, they tend to like, if something better comes along, they will go do it. I have a friend who is a big, he's big into pop culture and anime and things like that and comic books. And if there's anything convention related whether it's a comic-con or that's not gaming related not an rpg convention he will go do that sorry guys i'm going over i'm going to i don't know i'm going to saskatchewan to to be with you know those people and he's into the whole thing about getting the autographs and getting pictures of people and all that stuff and so i don't fault them because he's a good player but more often than not you know, we know he's not he's not going to come back for a while, so we deal with that. That's another thing. Believe me, I've been in her position before. I've been a player in at least two D&G games. One, a BX game, which never got past the first session. And two, a D&D, an AD&D second edition game that was going real great for about three or four sessions. And then the the guy who ran it and one of the other guys, they work for OU 
in the music department. And now, okay, classes are starting. We got to we got to end it. We don't have the time anymore, basically. So, you know, there's that. I hope that starts up again. But yeah, I've been there before. So this is the kind of thing that you're going to run into. And that's that's on the players. Okay, that's on the other people. That's not on you. That's no reflection on what you did. But there was a lot of people on there, including me, who gave her some good advice about, you know, she worries about how she created all this stuff. And then three, four or five sessions later, it all goes, the, the group goes to pieces. And she put all that work in for nothing. Well, you're going to do a lot of work as a DM. But there was some really sound advice. Some was given by my friend Matt Evans, which was start small and build out from there. Don't try and get, unless unless this is really your thing and you're just doing it for yourself, don't try and build all this stuff into the world. You know, don't front load it before the players get there. That's what I'm saying. Don't front load it with all this lore and everything like that because nine times out of ten, whatever they're doing, they don't care. They're there for the adventure and what is going on in their in the characters' lives at that moment, which usually is some kind of plot or situation, I shouldn't say plot, situation that they have to deal with. So don't be creating, you know, acres and acres and tracts of land and, and lore and timelines and all this other stuff because the players probably aren't going to get to it right away. It's the kind of thing where if they... See, these are the things that tend to make DMs over prep because if you're worried about your world... And once again, if you like doing this, I'm not going to fault you. If you're doing it for yourself, that's great. But these are the kind of things that you got the adventure going, but in the other layer, you've got all this stuff you worked on. And if they scratch down... If they scratch it down far enough, they'll find out some of it. But it's a piecemeal thing, if you know what I mean. It's it's there. It doesn't have to be there, but it's there. So if you want to do that for yourself, fine. But you've got to understand that the players aren't always going to know. I mean, they'll know what's going on in their... The characters will know what's going on in their lives now and what it's like. And it's not nothing wrong with writing a couple paragraphs of what the world is like because they do have to relate to it because they live in it. And you just got to take it one step at a time that way. If you got all this great world stuff, understand that nine, at least 95% of that stuff is going to go unused. Now, there may be the the odd player out there who likes digging into that stuff, and those are gold for you. Those are those are the ones you, you know, oh, great, you want to hear about the, the backstory of the Dwarven Nation there? Okay, yeah. Okay, I'll t- he can tell you about it off ga- out of the game or whatever. But as far as in-game playing is go- goes, it's the kind of things that the characters have to learn about themselves. They know about their current world the way it is right now. Any kind of backstory, any kind of big world building is superfluous until they interact with it. That's the thing. Until they interact with it. I'm not saying it doesn't exist because, you know, worlds go on. You know, time marches on and things happen when the the PCs aren't there. But if they're not there to experience it, 
they're not going to worry about it. They may find out, they may find the aftermath of something, but it it's not it's not pertinent to them. It may be pertinent down the road, but that's down the road. You've got this other stuff here. You've got the you've got the adventure at hand. That's what they're dealing with. So give them just enough to get them going. As Matt said, start small. A few settlements, a forest, a mine, a, a mountains range over here, and just like I said, a hundred square miles. Go, and then develop it out from there. Now, once again, you may have that already developed. So just focus in on a small part of your world. Take a couple of towns that are nearby each other or something like that and focus on that and then let it expand naturally like it would if you were just making it up as you go along. That's that's the kind of thing. And believe me, if you do all that, if you do it that way, if your group breaks up in four or five sessions, hey, you've got some stuff you worked on for the next group. And once again, unless they're reacting to it, Unless they're interacting with it, they probably don't know or don't care unless it's part of the story. If they have to find out about this lore, because this thing is happening, why is this thing happening? Or why are these groups of humanoids or monsters doing going over here? Why are these guys on the run? Why is it night when it's supposed to be day? That's when they start digging a little. That's when you start releasing it piecemeal. Yes, I know it's it's kind of it's a little bit heartbreaking to some GMs that way, but you know because sometimes that you get a really great idea for a world, you know, and you can't wait and you just start writing it, writing it, writing it, writing. Oh boy, I can't wait until they find this out. They may never find it out. But what do you got? You've got you've got backstory. So just keep running it for for other people, and if it is intriguing enough and the stories are intriguing enough, the adventures are intriguing enough, and you can link it to the world, all the better, and that'll keep them coming to the table. I'm not saying that you write bad. I'm not saying you write bad adventures, but there's a way of keeping people coming back to the table if you can link them to the world and link the adventure to the world. It's all right to use a generic, a generic module once in a while, but if you can write your own stuff or... If you can tweak stuff like that to fit in your world, even better. All right. Done talking about this. I'm going to go start my day. Okay. And if you want to talk to me about this, uh, give me a give me a drop. Drop an email at oldmangrognard at gmail.com or drop a voicemail on me at Anchor. And we are being monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. And I thank you. And thank you, Oliver Dorgio Wendell Jessen, Oliver Sh- Sorry, Jonathan Dorgio, Wendell Jessen, Oliver Shriek, Gilbert Soares, Mark C. Walring, and Juan Carlos Llewellyn for helping me with this program. I thank you, fellas. Don't forget Mark's podcast, The Yawning Owlbear. And so until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.